from different places We all have different names No matter what life brings us Jesus is the same We're just your Methodist To the madness Methodist To the madness Hi, I'm Beth I'm Tim I'm Jessica And we're just your everyday Methodist Methodist To to the the madness We're we're on par for uh, the same amount of time I think as last week, so we're doing very <laughs> yeah. well. Last week was longer. It was. Oh, I <laughs> like I was you have more a timer. Do you have time. like one of those uh, sand timers that you flip and you're like, we're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> like sand in the hourglass. So is all the. You know how human beings, uh, they have homeostasis? I think our Methodist to the Madness is entering a a state of homeostasis now. Wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful. I think that's good. Yeah. Tim, speaking of, I don't know, your stasis, uh, how are you? uh, How are you doing? How was this past week? Um, I'm not too bad. Uh, Today I had a bit of an off day and... uh, I'm kind of glad that Pastor Jim was talking about prayer because I'll maybe go in a little more detail on uh, how um, that might have been helpful for my off day today. But I did want to give an update for the past week. Um wanted to mention that um, that breakthrough, I would say, regarding my understanding stress has been so helpful to me. That is basically believing that stress uh, won't harm me or um interpreting stress positively has just made such a positive difference in my life uh it's just been incredible um i can't say that i like i just mentioned that i had an off day today i can't say that i don't have off days um so consequently uh that's just a um a technique in which i can feel uh more comfortable and more able to uh, deal with all the different uh, life obstacles and also feel a little bit more fulfillment. So it's a a big thing. Uh, and I now have that in the bag, so to speak. Uh, but I still need something that is going to allow me to function optimally uh, in more situations. And so I happen to remember uh, this one friend of mine. Um, uh, her name was Magdalena. And uh, I was friends with her when I was still an undergraduate in college. And she recommended this book to me called The Education of the Will. And uh, the author is uh, Jules um, Payot. I I probably grossly mispronouncing it because it's a French author. Uh, But his book um, describes basically the idea that uh, we can train our will to become more effective. Um, And he, he details in the very beginning of the book that there's a tendency for people uh, or it's common for people to not want to expend a lot of effort in regards to anything. And so he argues that uh, to lead a more fulfilling life, uh, you want to be comfortable and uh, appreciative of spending more effort on things. And then he goes into uh, other territory of describing that it's more valuable to have voluntary attention um, versus a more scattered attention where um, you don't have a particular idea in mind. Uh, in, and he mentioned how if you have um, a really strong idea, one that you continue to ponder on a, on a daily basis or a regular basis, 
then that can lead to more voluntary attention. So I'm going to continue to read this book, The Education of the Will. Uh, for everybody's information, it's in the public domain. If you if you search the, the book, Education of the Will, uh, you could probably just put a PDF or um, because I don't know about spelling spelling that author's name, it might be too too complicated. Um, so yeah, that's it's pretty much my major update. Yeah, I don't know, maybe <laughs> I can spell it. I think, or or I might I might mess it up, and then everybody's going to be like, "Oh, I I put the misspelling in there, T Tim. Why did you give me a misspelling?" <laughs> Google's pretty good at being like, "Did you mean?" Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's true. I think if you wrote blah, blah, blah in Google, then it would actually correct the words in there and state blah as it's supposed to be spelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not one word, blah, blah, blah. It's three separate blahs. That's what it would tell you. Did you that's mean blah, 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 question mark? Oh, oh so um, the last point I forgot to mention is... um. So what I'm going to try to do is come up with like a list of like important things that I want to try to practice. Uh, and in like one thing I can think of right off the top of my head is uh, when I wake up first thing in the morning, I want to get ready. And I had mentioned this, I think, a couple of episodes back. Um, so if I continue to make that like uh, something that I, I think about, then I, I think I'm much more likely to do it. So I think I'm back on the self-discipline uh, and habit train now that you know, I'm I'm kind of jumping around like a leapfrog or something, but but uh, I'll eventually get there. <laughs> you know, you're always on the room, the room. You're always on the path for self improvement, and I think that's the most important part, Tim. Is that you're yeah. always seeking and always trying for new ways to improve yourself, and I think that's the greatest gift that you can give yourself. So, kudos to you, Tim. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, Beth. How's this past week been? Any updates? I want to hear them. Okay. Um, well, as I said last week, I don't remember what I said last week, but <laughs> I thought it would be kind of <laughs> funny to be like, I totally did that thing. But um, I did um, make some goals with my therapist last week for me to try to maintain. And um, I'm gonna get into and actually I started everything today which I feel like is the perfect time because we have that extra hour so I'm waking up at seven which is really eight o'clock but it's still seven o'clock the dogs oh. are like why aren't you feeding us and we have to feed them earlier but you know <laughs> it works for me because I can stumble out of bed at seven be downstairs by seven fifteen do my daily meditation. I like, if anyone has the Calm app, I really like Jeff Warren's daily meditations. They're usually 15 minutes or less, and he puts one out every day. I don't know if he recycles them or not, or if he just records new ones every time, but I really like his meditation. I, I feel if you're going to do guided meditation, you should find somebody whose voice doesn't annoy you and his voice doesn't annoy me. So <laughs> I did my my meditation with Jeff Warren at 7.15. And then at 7.30, I went up and woke up Owen. And I'm going to try to use the time before he goes to school to do my scripture journaling or read my devotional. And because you know what I was doing before 
when I was waking up, Owen, I was stumbling out of bed at 7.30, going across the hall to tell Owen it's time to wake up. And then I would come downstairs and I would just nap on the couch until it was time to take Owen to school. And <laughs> that's not a productive use of my time. <laughs> so I'm trying to use my time more productively. And I'm giving myself a goal of one to three times a week. I'll do my journaling. If I do more than that, that's great. But I already did. No, I didn't do it today. I, I did not journal. I read my devotional anyway. Um, and then I'm going to still try to do my exercising and walking the dogs. Um, All right. So hopefully you know, laying down on the couch could be a form of meditation for you, Beth. And if you Indeed. accidentally fall asleep, you know what? Yeah. You, know, you were talking to the Lord and maybe he just put you to bed. You know? <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. Well, the thing is, whenever I'm not a morning person at all. I'm so grumpy in the morning and like nobody talked to me because I'm just mad that I have to exist in the morning. But I was thinking if I'm tired and doing meditation, so what? I have to be closing my eyes anyway, but right. I, laying down on the couch is too dangerous for me. So I cleared off my special meditating chair. It's just a regular chair that I do my meditating in so I can close my eyes and sit up and not fall asleep. Um, yes right right yeah so, I, I i can relate to you beth on that like yeah. i specifically do not lay in bed when i meditate because i think i'm gonna fall asleep yeah. and that, i i think every single time i i like convinced myself that maybe this time i'm not going to fall asleep no I, it happens every single time but okay. the only problem is my sitting in the chair and, and meditating if i am extremely tired I accidentally taught myself how to fall asleep in my chair now. But the only time that meditation doesn't make me fall asleep is when I'm listening to meditation specifically to help me fall asleep. And then I feel like it's too much pressure to fall asleep and my brain's like, nope, we're staying up forever now. Um, but anyway. The irony. I know. <laughs> um so the second thing I was going to talk about is I witnessed the aftermath of a murder this afternoon. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, you heard me. I witnessed the aftermath of a murder. I came home today and two of the dogs greeted me at the door. I have four dogs in my house right now and only two greeted me. And uh, the other two were in the kitchen. Jamie, she's our Australian shepherd. She was laying down in the kitchen with something in front of her that I did not think that she should have. And so I was like, hey, Jamie, what you got there? And then she immediately put it in her mouth and ran outside. And I was like, what did, did that did that have feet? And <laughs> so I chase her outside. And before I can even figure out what she has in her mouth, I looked in the grass and there were feathers everywhere. Oh. I found a decapitated bird head and I'm pretty sure it was Jamie, but Jonah thinks it was Ricky Bobby, who is my friend Lucy's dog that we um, watch from time to time. But the thing about Ricky Bobby is he's 12 years old and he has had all of his teeth removed. But you know what they say 
it really is sometimes the one you least suspect. So it could very well have been Ricky Bobby. Oh my gosh. Never did I think you would require your family to physically implement Pastor Jim's sermon of deconstruction. I know. <laughs> it's about prayer, Beth. It's not about deconstructing animals. Well, Jamie only hears what she wants to hear. So she was like, deconstructing birds? And anyway, so I had to put her back in so I could dispose of the yeah. Yeah. I should have had a funeral for it, but I did I I was coming home real quick to drop some stuff off and then I had to go pick up Owen and who has the yeah. time for bird funerals. Um and then the last thing that I will share is that Jonah told me a few days ago that he wanted to make homemade bread and so I was like, okay, let's find I did not make bread the entire time of covid i just didn't i didn't want to i never had any desire to make bread and being honest i still don't but because jonah wanted to make it we went out and bought the ingredients it's only four ingredients and it's no need bread and we just mixed the dough together right like like 30 minutes before i came on for the podcast so we're letting it sit for three hours and then we're going to put it in the refrigerator for 12 hours and then we're going to bake it tomorrow i might remember that we baked bread last week when in the future when it's next week and we're recording the (laughs) podcast so i don't know if that was confusing but i hopefully can give you an update on the bread if i remember that i made bread last week this week beth i need to say something so before You you said that you have no need for bread. Well, you got no need bread. Oh, You're making I no need. For- funny and on purpose sometimes. <laughs> oh, just remembered. I wanted to share one more thing. Um, I made Jonah a Paul Blart mall cop mug because I just um, bought the equipment to make cooler mugs than I was making before. And so oh I've, been, boy. I've been making ridiculous mugs and I just <laughs> can't stop making ridiculous mugs. But I accidentally <laughs> printed out two pictures of the Paul Blart mall cop mug or whatever. And I didn't want to waste it. So I was like, hey, does anyone want to buy a Paul Blart mall cop mug? And one person was like, I'll take it. And then another person was like, oh, can you make another one? So I'm proud to say that I have sold two Paul Blart mall cop mugs. And ah. if anybody else needs any kind of weirdly specific mug, I would be happy to make it for them. Wow. Nice. Next up, we're going to have uh, just mug shots of Pastor Jim, <laughs> Pastor I John, I Don, a, everyone. I have a Jason Mraz mug that does have his actual mug shot on it from I guess a time when he got arrested. Oh. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, seriously. Jessica. <laughs> you know, uh so far this week has been pretty awesome, guys, because my brother is in town. Yes. He's all the way here, all the way yeah, all the way here. I don't know what the words are, but he came here from Aspen 
And he normally is just stuck in his cabin off of Aspen Mountain when it's snow season. Right now, they've already received three feet of snow. And he has gotten into golfing, which means... He wants a place that has warmer weather. Cut to, hey <laughs> so, <laughs> so, exactly. So, uh, and yes, he went golfing today. I was very excited for him. Wow. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, he's going to be staying with Amber and I for the next couple of weeks. We're really excited about that. And um, he signed himself up for a golf tournament in Vegas. Uh, wow. Saturdays. So that's when he will be departing. And heading out there. Very nice. But, uh, but he's one of those people that his, uh, he brings so much positivity and just excitement and makes you feel like you can kind of do anything because he's the brother that runs 100 mile races and, uh, you know, just kind of defies the laws of body movement and sustainability. <laughs> and so it's kind of exciting to do stuff with him. But, and yes, uh, I did join him uh, golfing yesterday. I did not swing a club. I didn't do anything. The goal was uh, show up, get a golf cart, and drive him around. That was my exciting <laughs> oh, thing. I was wow. like, I am so looking forward to this. <laughs> did you accomplish that goal? I did not. Uh, we showed up at 4.05, and the guy said... Well, we stopped giving out carts at four o'clock. Oh, so no. You're going to have to walk. And <laughs> <laughs> the freeway of 405 are the worst. Now, the other thing, Beth, you mentioned this, the time change. That added <laughs> another layer of fun because, like I said, we got there at 405. The sun <laughs> starts going down at five o'clock. So we are at the back, like... We're, we only did the, the first nine. Like that was the first nine holes is all that we were going to be doing. AKA oh. me watching him and telling him, I think you should use this club because obviously I'm very educated in golf. You were and, his caddy. Which I'm not. But anyway, so I, yeah, I was basically his caddy. Uh, <laughs> and so towards the end, we were on hole seven and it was 5.15. And let me tell you, I couldn't see anything. So uh, <laughs> we were literally just running through the holes, like trying to finish the nine holes. And so he would hit the ball. I would be running and just laughing because it is so dark. I have no idea what is in front of me. <laughs> but it was probably one of the best experiences of golfing I've ever had. <laughs> So uh, I don't know where, like he would hit the ball and we would just like stop and pause and wait to hear the sound of like where it could potentially be hitting. It was one where like we just heard a massive splash and I was like, Kyle, you're going to have to hit that again. I think that definitely went in the water. <laughs> so, it's like echolocation. Is that exactly. what Exactly. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. it's on the fairway for sure. That was a pretty good thump. That was pretty good. I <laughs> Every time I would be like, oh, you got a hole in one. Yay. That's pretty much what I said. Kyle, it went in. It, it definitely went in. But uh, so, so far, things have been very exciting. They've been a lot of fun here in the young household. 
Um, I'm excited to share next Monday what this whole week ends up becoming because there's a lot of fun stuff that we have in store, uh, including this Friday, I'm going to be taking my brother to a, a concert down at the crypto.com arena. Also, Amber's also joining, obviously. Oh. Um, we are going to go see Lauren Daigle at crypto.com arena. So I'm, That's so cool. I am very, very excited about that. Hey, that that's a lot better than well. I I, I shouldn't say this, but I was <laughs> initially thinking that that's a lot better than seeing Taylor Swift on a live broadcast because hey, that's what I did. They are gonna come after you if they hear you say that. <gasps> I, we I, can't I, lose all of our listeners, Tim. I, we have I, way I, too many listeners to <laughs> sacrifice just because of that. I've I've said this before. And I'll say it again. Um, I am more afraid of Taylor Swift's fans than I am of her. Not that I'm afraid of Taylor Swift, but her fans are terrifying to me. <laughs> <laughs> they're just so intense. You know, they're devoted. I think that's a better. Right, that's what better I meant term. to say. Yes. Um, yes. Right. Devoted. Speaking right. of devoted. Uh, there are so many devoted people that are part of our church, uh, that participate in all of our small groups, which is one thing that's happening at the church right now. Uh, we've got awesome small groups that, uh, as I've mentioned before, they are in full swing. Um, and so if you are interested in joining any of them, check in with them, kind of get an update. I'm sure they would welcome you with open arms. There might be some reading or uh, watching to do, but so far I've been hearing nothing but good things from those that are part of the the Bible studies. So it's 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 very exciting. A couple other things to note: uh, we have on November twelfth a new member Sunday. So if you'd like to join the church, call the office and you can speak to Pastor Jim uh, and discuss that amazing opportunity. November seventeenth is Aspire Women's Night Out. That's at seven p.m. Tickets are $20, but uh, you get dinner if you choose to go, but it's not included in the price. So the sign-up sheet is in the lobby. Be sure to uh, check that out. Uh, a lot of awesome things, a lot of very exciting things. Food at first, you know, obviously that's on Wednesdays. Um, food at first? Thank you so much. Food at uh, first. Food for thought. I'm thinking of... <laughs> <laughs> guys it has been a long day so food for thought on wednesdays uh don't forget the kids club is at 5 30 you can join beth and uh who knows maybe you can receive a new car you never know what could happen at kids club so definitely join in um and then that kind of goes to some potential opportunities that take place in the evenings around 7 p.m. And uh, Beth, that kind of leads us to our ministry moment. I'd love for you to uh, dive in with your special song. Great. I was just thinking, should I sing the song this week? And the answer is yes, because I kind of missed the song. I have not <laughs> revised it in any way. So we're just going to go with it. All right. And go. I told myself to go. That's right. The ministry moment. The ministry moment. This is Beth's ministry moment. This is not Seth's ministry moment. This is Beth's ministry moment. 
I don't remember how the tune went, but I think that was that was perfect. That was awesome. <laughs> um, speaking of Beth's ministry moment today, <laughs> and music that's better than mine today, we have. Don Morris, who is our worship leader and much more. Don, why don't you tell us a little? First of all, welcome, Don. (laughs) And second of all, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the ministries that you are in charge of? Oh, basically the music ministry, which includes... uh, the praise band, the bell choir, the chancel choir, and the tech team. Um, anything re- revolving around uh, the worship ministry, I guess. Um, I've been the music director since 2008. All right. Oh, anything That's that good. makes a sound, Don is in charge of. That's <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, and anything digital, I, I believe Don is also in, in charge of. Yeah. <laughs> so, in terms of uh, favorites, Do you have a favorite in all of the things that you ever see? Or is this like one of those things where you have like children and you don't name your favorite? (laughs) Well, I can name name two favorites, but uh, uh, I love the tech aspect. I I was a network administrator, desktop support for 15 years before I uh, joined the church full time in ministry. Um, So I love the tech aspect. And uh I even longer than that, I've been a musician and and uh, and so the praise band probably has a soft spot in my heart. Awesome. Yeah, I love the laser beams that you've utilized within the live services. That's <laughs> smoke machine too much. It's you know, it's very subtle. So, okay. Yeah, it works great. All right. Yeah. Don, yeah. I was going to ask you, what's the chancel choir? That sounds like fun. And then oh. I realized. I'm in the chancel choir. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That <laughs> that, that, that's the official name for it. I, I guess. Oh. Yeah. And I had no idea. I was like, chancel choir? What? Sign me up. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> real fancy. Even better. So great. I don't have to add that into my schedule because it's already there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, I just want to shout out to you, Don. Uh, you do a fantastic job on the online uh, experience of uh, PUMC. Like, I, you got the YouTube experience, you got the newsletter that's sent out, you have the website. It's just wonderful. Well, the uh, the newsletter is sent out by Pastor John. Okay. But, uh, oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> but it is wonderful. It is wonderful, yes. <laughs> it would be even more wonderful if you sent it out right <laughs> it's true yeah we'd probably look at the newsletter if you did it Don right yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> I love it well we are you know so fortunate to have you Don because I you're just incredibly talented in all areas that you've mentioned especially with the tech side of things um, and so I know for me, like that was one thing that I was appreciative of, you know, in terms of coming to the church was that you were really well versed with all things music. And so it's definitely a blessing to the church. Yes, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we are going to head into the sermon feedback portion. And Don, we'd love to have you. Would you uh, be willing to stick around and share your thoughts and feedback? Of course. Thank you. Awesome. So this past Sunday, 
Uh, it was an awesome first of three parts to Pastor Jim's sermon series wrapped around prayer and and your beliefs about prayer. And I don't know about you guys, but it struck a chord with me, no pun intended on that <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, but it made me... are always intended. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it seems like. Yeah, that makes sense for me too. <laughs> but uh, there are a lot of amazing things that were going through my head as he was sharing even some of the questions about the prayer exercises that I know are going to be talked about more in depth on Wednesday. But yeah, you did mention that once or twice. Yeah. yeah he mentioned, oh, yeah. I yeah, think so. A couple times. Yeah. 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 Kind of subtle about it. Wait, yeah. what, what did he mention? <laughs> just, just forever. <laughs> I think it's called food first. Is that what you said? <laughs> food food first. first. Food first, then you think. Then there's thought. Yes. <laughs> food first. But, <laughs> but basically, the, the takeaway that probably nobody missed, but everybody missed, was food for thought is having the follow-up that is um, prayer deconstructed exercises. So it's a special <laughs> food for thought series um, the next three weeks. It's very exciting. Yes. Um, Tim, I'll go ahead and start with you. What were your initial thoughts on, you know, the the sermon. And I'm curious how you came to know of prayer. Yeah. So um, let me think. Uh, to start with my initial impression. So I, I thought it was very fascinating how basically there's no like right way uh, to do prayer. And I think I've always known that, but it's kind of validating, like, especially in the very beginning of uh, Pastor Jim's sermon, he explained like all these different scenarios, like, oh, there's a secret prayer and there's a secret place. Oh, wait, there is no secret prayer and there is no secret place. And then even even the person who who pretty much just was uh, not really so sure about his confidence with God, that there was still that that overall listening um and uh, that all that overall listening from God and then the people were helped. I, I thought that was very fascinating. But um, I think what really stuck with me was um, the memorization of prayer and then also not really having any plan whatsoever when going in prayer, but just being present there with God. I think I can basically vibe with both of those stances and then probably find myself somewhere in the middle, certainly. Um, but uh, I I certainly could use uh, reciting of the Lord's Prayer every day, like um, outside of when we um, pray the Lord's Prayer during our services. I, I think I could probably uh, go with that every day and I, it would it would provide a lot of value to my life. But the, the other parts of it, like maybe just totally unplanned, like just being present with God, because this kind of leads into my off day thing uh, for today. I. Uh, I, I think I had a sh uh, one or two short prayers to God, just a couple, like one or two sentences about just uh, God giving me strength. But I think I probably could have used uh, the help of just being present with God in, in those moments today. Um, so, that yeah, this, this sermon was just so helpful. Um, as far as my uh, growing up with prayer, I, I don't think... I really had a very strong understanding um, of prayer until uh, I kind of really found uh, my faith again after uh, becoming an unbeliever. So um, it's almost like my knowing God was a pre prerequisite to uh, my effectively praying and understanding how prayer was and so forth. Because when I was a kid, 
like with that Christian background, I um, I think I just did it as a form of like, oh, I need to say all the things to God. And then I didn't really know God, as uh, Pastor Jim was saying in the uh, in uh, quoting um, the scriptures from Samuel. So. Uh, so, yeah, I but I, I still can work on my prayer life for sure. And so this this sermon series has been uh, really helpful for me. Good, good. Don, I'm curious, uh, the same for you in terms of growing up and how prayer was started in your life. I was uh, born and raised Catholic. And so um, some of my early memories of prayer was memorized prayer. And and a lot of it centered around the rosary yeah. and having to pray that. And uh, in fact, I still have uh, my grandmother who was, you know, it was also All Saints Sunday on uh, on this past Sunday. And and when we're remembering um, people from our past that have been instrumental in our faith, my grandmother was one of those. And I still have one of her rosaries that was given to me after she passed. So, yeah, it's it's pretty much, you know, centered around memorized prayer, which is why when uh, when I came into the Methodist Church and, and the free form of prayer came about, it was it's, it's a, it was a little uh, jarring, but uh, I'm adapting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's no Hail Mary full of grace. There's there's uh, not so much of that uh, at the church that we do. Uh, right but well anyway. I, I like that aspect of just being able to talk to god yeah yeah the, definitely the, the you don't have to say the right words you don't have to do the right things you just sit down make time and just talk yeah exactly yeah the pastors yeah. do say the same prayer every time before their sermons though <laughs> <laughs> meditation I can't. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable and pleasing to you, O God. Yeah. Because yeah, I, th- I think that's welcome cool. our Redeemer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miriam and I were just reciting that today in the office for whatever reason. And having a laugh or two. That lets me know when I need to start the start the video the when I'm clipping out the when I'm clipping out the sermon to to post on Sunday morning or Sunday evenings. That's super cool. I remember (laughs) when I was scripture journaling one day, I remember coming across that verse in the Bible and I was like, oh, Oh, I know. I know that one. It was was like, it was like um, meeting your favorite scripture for the first time. I don't know. Like I'm a real big fan of your work scripture. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, Jesus, I know him. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. That's what it is. (laughs) Yes. Beth, what about you? Did you uh, grow up with, with prayer and? Um, not really. When I was little, we would go to church and I was raised Methodist and my dad is still a Methodist and goes regularly to church, but I don't remember praying at dinner time or anything like that. And I still sometimes forget to pray at meals. But I remember when I was little, my mom had these. Well, actually, my my parents had these friends from college who they're still both friends with, even though they're divorced. You know how you're supposed to like 
pick someone in the divorce. They didn't do that. They're just still friends with my mom and my dad. But my mom is more friends with the wife and my dad is more friends with the husband. Mm. Anyway, so um, we would go to their house um, on the weekend sometimes. They lived like, I think, an hour and a half away or something. And and so sometimes we would spend the weekend over there and and my brother and I would play with with their kids and and then the adults would just like have adult beverages and then shoo us out of the kitchen because they were trying to have grown-up time and, and <laughs> I didn't understand that back then. I totally get it now. But they they were a Catholic family and they would go, you know, to mass and all the time and all of that and um I think I must have found some sort of literature there that had the lord's prayer on it and I showed it to my mom and I was like mom is this is this a prayer that you know that I can pray and and she was like yes but you have to say for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever that makes it a methodist prayer and I was Ooh. like oh okay and she probably doesn't remember any of this and I'm probably remembering it wrong, but that, oh, that reminds me, my mom, my mom has been made aware of the podcast. She's known about it for some time, but she just sent me a text message, um, a couple days ago because she started listening and, um, I want to read it to you what my mom said. What's your mom's oh. name? My mom's name is Deb. Deb, Deb. Reeb. Because yeah. I've met her. So, hey, Deb. We have met her. Hello, Deb. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, so she said, I love, love, love your podcast. Two exclamation points. You are all so intelligent and interesting. Two exclamation points. I'm not cut up yet, but I think it's fabulous. Two exclamation wow. points. <laughs> wow, oh that is God. such a nice compliment. Thank oh, you so much, yeah, Deb. I thought that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> that just made my week, Deb. Yeah. Me too. That's um, amazing. So if any of uh, any other listeners out there have good things, we're only accepting good things about the podcast <laughs> and yes. investing. But if if you say anything good about our podcast, we might give you a shout out and the sixes of listeners. Yes. Yes. Six, six listeners. Billion. Yeah. Six yes. billion. Yep. Million. Million. <laughs> oh, we lost a few. I thought we were up to six billion, but it's yes. million. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I said some controversial stuff in the last podcast. Probably. I don't remember anything. Right. Right. We don't That's remember. What... We just, uh, you know, have our podcast and then we forget everything we say. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think you mentioned that in the last episode, Beth. You said that you started listening to the episodes yeah. because other, otherwise you won't know what the audience is, if they approach us, what, what they're even talking about. What are they even yeah. referring to? I know, I know. <laughs> And I and I do listen to them, but I still forget even after I listen to them. Um, what about you, Jessica? What was prayer like in your house? You know, my so my grandmother and my grandfather are 
probably the most uh, influential people in my entire life in all things, all anything ever. I mean, other than like Jesus, but they, you know, my grandmother has, has passed um, on, but my grandfather is still alive. And um, he is such a faithful, devoted man of God. I, I'm always inspired by him. And it starts with him being a farmer and him having to have faith that the weather will cooperate to provide for his family, which is, I mean, I've tried starting a garden like three times and we finally feel like we're getting it. But to have a certain amount of acreage where you're like, okay, son, please come out. Don't rain too much. Don't get too windy, you know? Um, and, and I remember growing up, we would always pray before dinner, our simple prayer. Um, and it was like, come Lord Jesus, be our guest. Let these gifts to us be blessed. Amen. That was always our prayer. And my grandfather would, uh, at night, sometimes he would pray with me. And I always felt that they were the most special prayers because I saw him as being so close to Jesus, you know, and, and even before bed, my, my own mom would uh, pray over us and she would make that part of our nighttime routine. Uh, and also she would give really good back rubs and that was my favorite part. And I never <laughs> wanted that to end. And I, and she said just a little bit longer, but let's, we need to pray. And so we would always pray before bed. And so prayer was always kind of instilled in my life growing up. Uh, my dad was Catholic and, but we were going to like a Lutheran church growing up. So it was very like whenever I'd visit my dad, cause my parents are divorced. Whenever I'd visit my dad, we would go to a Catholic church. And so I got the whole, I mean, I'd get my squats, you know, stand up, sit down. I mean, my legs looked good going to a Catholic church. And so, um, but it was like <laughs> Uh, they used to be great, yeah. Catholic aerobics. Oh, wow, well, that's amazing. I thought but, uh, you'd only do those aerobics when you're like looking for something in the fridge or something. <laughs> A little bit on the bottom shelf. <laughs> but, you know, I think at the end of the day, it was always this form of devotion. And, you know, Pastor Jim kind of mentioned uh, a few things in terms of praying the right way and what's the wrong, you know, people feeling that they're the they pray a lot. You know, they obviously are, you know, they're probably closer to God kind of thing. And as I've gotten older, you know, some of those prayers have stuck with me, but I've learned to kind of have more of a conversation with God where I'm driving and I'm just like, Oh God, you did good with that tree. You know, like just certain things and, and or hiking and having those moments or, hearing a song that I haven't heard in a long time. And I'm just like, Oh, this is good. You know, and, and just always remembering that God has created all things and, and being able to in prayer, just kind of sit and embrace silence and be able to really just, uh, have more time with him. That's not a structured format. And, um, you know, and and I know that when Amber and I have kids one day, I know that I'll want to instill that dinner prayer that my grandparents passed on to my mom and they passed on to me. You know, I know that I'll want those traditions to continue because I feel that it teaches them something. You know, it, it taught me something in terms of 
being grateful for what's on the table. And so, um, anyways, that's, so yeah, that's kind of, uh, how things have always kind of been in terms of prayer, but put my own little mix to it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. I, I think I can relate Jessica about the, um, kind of talking to God about um, maybe things that you're grateful for or uh, different thoughts that you have about things. Uh, and it's it's kind of a less formal way of, of prayer. And I, I think that's like a really helpful, like uh, spiritual thing to do. Um, and I'm encouraged based on what you just said uh, to do that myself. So that's that's really nice. Yeah, especially yeah. the times where like a car will cut you off on the freeway and you're like, <laughs> Lord be with you. you know? <laughs> so, yeah. There's always a time to pray. Like, I, I don't know. I, I find that it doesn't have to be a formal setting. You can do it anytime, anytime. Right, right, exactly. And yeah, going back to what Pastor Jim said um, about that one story, uh, the, the one person asked, uh, I don't know who it was, about how he prayed. And he, he said, uh, he asked him two questions. I think it was, the first one was, um, so who's doing the talking or no, something about, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, Yeah, Basically, basically there was no answer, uh, about who was doing the talking more or less because he was doing the listening and he thought he was doing the speaking and so forth. And so, yeah, that, that, that whole being present with God thing really, resonates with me and then you might have those like informal thoughts like what we were just talking about um basically or you'll have more like gratitude thoughts or it'll just be a more meditative experience where maybe you're feeling the holy spirit um and just kind of being in that that spiritual space in the sermon notes i'm reading and this this kind of ties in kind of to what you experienced don Uh, We can choose to accept some of what we were taught about prayer and make it part of our spiritual lives. We may realize that we need to discard a teaching that is no longer useful to us. And we may also be surprised to discover that in early lessons, we thought we'd left behind still lingers in our hearts. So it's kind of like embracing the things that we were taught, but some things it's okay to let go of. It doesn't mean that it's wrong at all. It's more of adapting to how things work best in our own lives. So I think that's a really important factor with prayer. And one of the things that I don't miss about commuting uh, when I work down below uh, is the traffic. But but coming, you know, going down, I would listen to the news and the traffic report and whatever. But then coming back, I just turned off the radio because it really didn't matter what time I got home. I was going to get home whenever I got home. And that was my time to talk to God. Yeah. And so for an hour and a half, two hours. I would just have the radio off and it would just be me and God for that drive. And it made my drive a lot nicer. Yeah. It was a lot better when I got home. When I got home to the family, I was already decompressed. I wasn't stressed out. I could be with the family and not have to worry about it. Wow. That's That's really, that's really inspirational actually. Cause I have like a 40 minute commute when I have to go um, on site and uh, yeah, I, I turn the radio off sometimes, but yeah, that's an awesome time to, uh, Pray to God. Mm-hmm. I think even through even through worship, you know, there's because at the end of the day, a lot of what we were like the words that we're saying, a lot of them can be based on psalms or proverbs or things that are from the Bible. We're just 
vocalizing them a little differently. Um, I think that's one thing that I, I enjoy is any time that I do commute to work, I put on worship music and I'm literally just, you know, singing those words. And that's my prayer to God, or that's my proclamation to God, like you're good, you know, and, um, and so I think it's important to always remember there's different ways, uh, you know, that you can talk to God and there's never a bad time, you know? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I wrote down from past what Pastor Jim said was pray always and always. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, that's really cool. I was just going to say I wanted to mention before I forget that I loved the addition of the Serrano family players. <laughs> they yes. act the sister and oh my goodness, they just every time I watch their uh, videos they just make me laugh and bring me so much joy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Lourdes and your family players. That was the first time I had seen them do that. And it was awesome. I feel like they should do that every Sunday. So yeah. Serrano family, if you're listening, <laughs> you all are rock stars. And that was pretty awesome. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> one other point on prayer. So there's a scripture. I, I just found out what, what which one it was. Uh, Matthew 6, 8. Basically, the Lord knows what you need before you ask him. So that's that's kind of like a validation that we don't need to like pray a certain way. Uh, he, he knows what's on our hearts. And then the other thing is, uh, I'm glad, Jessica, that you mentioned about the Psalms, um, because there's this one Psalm that I always... Um, keep going back to it's uh, Psalm um, chapter 18 verses 1 and 2. I just looked at it like yesterday or even today. Um, I think it would be good for me to like memorize that Psalm and probably just go in there and memorize a whole bunch of different Psalms um, and make that uh, a part of my prayer experience. Speaking of Psalms, I was I was trying to think of the Psalm that I should be reciting every day when I'm worrying about stuff that has or hasn't happened yet. So, um, and I think we might've even talked about it on the podcast before. I'm not sure. No, that was the yoke is light. And yeah, that's the one that that I tell my chickens every day. Yes. (laughs) A bedtime story. Psalm 55, 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Right. Now that's awesome. Yeah, I get I guess for for everybody, um, I can go real quick on this. Psalm 18, uh, verses 1 through 2 is, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, my rock, in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. Yeah, so I just just love that verse. It's it's so, so wonderful. Be a really cool tattoo on you, Tim. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) um a tattoo tim psalm tattooed on you oh gotcha gotcha (laughs) just get a boulder on your body and just say yeah that's my rock of my fortress (laughs) (laughs) or you can get a tattoo of Dwayne the rock johnson like yes In a it's so funny. I didn't know what you were talking about at first. I'm like, <laughs> wait, what are you? 
<laughs> we've already scheduled the appointment and we've paid for the tattoo. All you have to oh, do is wow. Even better, I have a tattoo gun and I can do it for you, too. Wow. <laughs> but, um, Pastor Jim mentioned that the prayer that, that scared him as a kid was, now I lay me down I, to sleep. I pray yeah. the Lord will keep. Um, if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. I oh. for, for a long time, I didn't. Oh, actually, I found I found a, a version online when I was trying to find what the whole prayer was. I found one that's not so scary. Pastor Jim, if you want to switch it out with this one, it says, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. See me safely through the night and wake me with the morning light. Amen. So that that's one's not as scary. Oh. But for like most of my childhood, I didn't realize that that was an actual prayer because I there's a country song. Do, does anybody know the country song Feed Jake? I well, don't. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you the lyrics. All right, I'm not going to sing it, but I will tell you. That's right cuz we didn't pay for the licensing on that. No, we better, didn't. So that's all right. <laughs> no. No. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep and if I die before I wake, feed Jake. He's been a good dog, my best friend right through it all. If I die before I wake, feed Jake. And like that's what Amber would say instead of oh, take care of Jessica, just feed the animals. I, I literally <laughs> had a conversation with with Miriam today. Don't worry, everybody. I'm fine. But I I told her that I have to outlive my dog stormy like i cannot die until he passes because if i die while he's still alive like he won't he he won't be able to handle himself and there's no way you can explain to him that i'm never coming back oh. and he just would never be the same he would be so devastated and he'd be waiting for me to walk through the door every second of his life and so um, I'm not living for my dog, but I do need to make sure um, that I outlive him. And that's that's like a legitimate like concern I have for him. If I were if anything were to happen to me before he like, I'll be OK. I'll I'll be able to, you know, make it. But yeah. I don't wow. think his little precious heart would take it, would be able to take it. Oh, um, yeah. Hey, Beth, I think to commemorate this, um, you could bring Stormy to PUMC so that everybody can visit uh, Stormy again. That would be very nice. I should bring him. I haven't brought him in a while, but that's because he no longer requires to be um, in stationary in a stroller and he wanders too much. So. You know, that makes me think of how awesome would it be if we had a dog nativity scene at PUMC? <gasps> where people brought their animals and we all we dress them up as yes. <laughs> oh my gosh guys yes. just saying just saying <laughs> that would be so cool that would be really fun <laughs> i could bring bandit would he be a, a, a wise man <laughs> sure 
<laughs> Who's going to be the baby Jesus, everyone? <laughs> Actually, I have the perfect baby Jesus. It's it's Ricky Bobby because all he wants to do, he's he's a 12 he's 12 years old and he's a Jack Russell Terrier mix. And all he wants to do is just lay down forever right now. Like that's that's how he's living his life. He would be the perfect baby Jesus because he would just be so chill. Be yeah. Like, <laughs> Always meditating, Ricky Bobby. Right. He really is. Um, yep. But wow. unless age plays a factor, he's too old to be a baby. But um, Benjamin Button, you never know. Could be going yeah. backwards. Right. Oh, yes. Benjamin Button. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think we should do it. And I don't think it should be limited to dogs. Does anyone have a pet duck? We could have like a duck <laughs> here, right? and Or like know. some goats that just showed <laughs> up. Oh, you know what? We could just go to Jessica's house and use all of her animals. You know what? Don't put it past us. We might put them all in position for a nativity scene and hope to take a picture. <laughs> that would be amazing. You could totally do that. That would be so cool. <laughs> Christmas part of the year. Yes. <laughs> and then Beth can put us on mugs. Yes, I can. And I will. I'm putting everybody on mugs. Um, everybody, wow. I, don't, I don't know if my mom did it herself because I've seen her computer skills. But one Christmas, one year for Christmas, she had a picture of her and and her husband, Larry, and like all of the dogs like nicely posed around them. But they were like photoshopped in because there's no way like they could have gotten the dogs to, you know, sit <laughs> a day for the uh, amount of time to take a picture. It um, may end up being what <laughs> the picture looks like, but uh, I could do a pretty good job of editing everything in <laughs> uh, maybe maybe she went to you to get her christmas card <laughs> yeah maybe i think i remember i think i remember that actually yes she was like hey i don't know you yet and but you're gonna but i just met you so here's my number and maybe <laughs> I don't have a licensing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I said, call me gravy. So it's fine. Oh, I like that version. Please call don't me gravy. Well, what a great segue to prayer requests, Beth. Thank you for uh, providing that, that easy segue. Oh, you're we'll, welcome. We'll call you gravy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I want to start with Don, our special guest. If you've got any prayer requests, um, I don't know. The first thing that came to mind was just for my family, um, because you know that you hear that hear about the typical pastor's kids, and and a lot of that is you know true and understandable. But but there are some things like the music ministers, family, their kids, their, you know, spouses that, you know, we, we have uh, a lot of, uh, um, time dedicated to the church and, and now with, uh, because I shouldn't say because of, of what went on with our, our staff retreat and, and, uh, uh, the line about, uh, what would you do if you wouldn't, if you knew you couldn't fail? My, my old band is back 
together and and playing out and so between the church and and this other endeavor um just you know for my family to that they can they can get what they need the the strength and 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 uh encouragement and and, and whatever that, that i'm not able to provide yeah i'm really excited about uh you reconnecting with your band and i know yeah. uh, your band just came out with uh, a new album i know you guys finished that up so i'm really excited to hear that and it's, it's released today that's wow what really yeah that's, that's awesome. why we uh, brought you on today don uh, yeah oh there you go congrats <laughs> on getting the band back together oh, oh man yeah congratulations i'm Thank hoping you. that i can check out a live show in the coming uh, months, hopefully. I think our first one is is booked January nineteenth at the Universal Bar and Grill. Nice. Wow. To, uh, like on the the Universal City, is that the Universal? I believe so. I haven't been there. <laughs> okay, we'll have to connect with you, Don, for for the deets. Yes. Yes, yes the deets. But yeah, for my family, just you know, understanding and strength and all of that. Yeah. yeah, I can relate in some aspect of just having a lot going on and then hoping that your family kind of can understand that it's for the greater good. And, you know, right. trying to balance everything is is crazy. And um, but the good thing is, is the majority of your well, I guess all of your children are uh, no longer. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. um, they can be self-sufficient. Right. Maybe this yes. is a great, great time for them to become super independent and expand and learn more about themselves because they can see that their dad's doing it. Yeah. Definitely going to be praying uh, for your family, but also very excited for you, Don. Thank you. Yeah, that's wonderful, Don. Hmm. Uh, let's see. So I I think I could use a prayer. It's like an ongoing sort of like understanding for self-improvement and strength and um, just continue to be resilient or otherwise confident in um, interpreting my stress in a, in a healthier way. I think the more important part for me would be um, I just found out, I think it was just a few days ago that, uh, so, um, before I started working in it, I was a math tutor and, um, I was working with this person named Tassie. She was actually my supervisor. Well, um, she passed away a couple, couple days ago. And, uh, I feel pretty sad about that because I felt like I, I could have been maybe a better friend or, uh, could have cultivated a better better friendship. Um, unfortunately, the way that she passed away was she was struggling with um, addiction for years, and I think that's um, what uh, caused the her her to pass away. So, I I had sent a message to her daughter and just um, told her that my heart goes out to her and um, and Tassie and uh, yeah, so. I'm hoping maybe I could do an, another follow-up or two, but yeah, just prayers for, for Tassie and her family. Um, that, that, uh, yeah. So it, I mean, that, there's another friend that, um, 
I I had lost to suicide, but that was many years ago. So this this is certainly uh, a bit of a shock. I I'm kind of a little more content with things now uh, after the initial shock, but it it's still very sad, and I'm sure I'm sure it's a big like uh, just just a big like thing that that would affect um an entire family all their friends like uh, just a complete life changer so sorry to hear about that tim but thank you for for sharing that so we can pray for for tassie's family yeah thank you i appreciate that beth prayer requests for this week yes um so more prayers for lucy um she she made her health issues facebook official so now i feel like i can talk about it more openly on the podcast but last last week she went she had to get by some biopsies done they found she found a lump in in her breast so she went to get that checked out and so she had to have Originally, it was supposed to be biopsies on on four lumps, but they found a fifth lump that they did a biopsy on, and the results came back. And unfortunately, she does have stage two B breast cancer metastatic to the lymph nodes. And there's never a good time for cancer to come. I mean, you can't just schedule it in and but this is like really just a, a rough time for her right now. So if we could have continued prayers for Lucy and but because of what Lucy told me, she did motivate me to get my own mammogram done. Your my grandma died at age 55 of mm-hmm. breast cancer and so this is this this I I got my first mammogram on November 2nd but she said that the results should be in in a couple weeks and that's too long for me to wait right and, which yeah. is which is actually why I was looking up Psalm fifty five twenty two because I keep forgetting to cast my burdens onto the Lord instead of just carrying them. So he already knows the plans that he has for you, Beth. That's the one yes. thing. He's doing. Right, right. Now, and 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 here's the the funniest thing of all: we were never in control, and we never will be. I don't know why <laughs> that we can like. Yeah. Maintain the illusion that we are in control. We never were and we never will be. Right. I'm trying not to worry about things that aren't a thing yet. Do not worry about today for tomorrow. We'll worry about itself. Right. And uh, do any of you remember the serenity prayer? Yes. I I forgot it. Uh, It's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I almost had the whole thing. Yep. I just didn't have the serenity part. In I there. just remembered <laughs> of it, but I didn't know where they went in the puzzle. <laughs> uh, Beth, if you made a serenity prayer mug, then I would be very interested in um, acquiring one. 
um, right. for, for my own it. personal use. And I will gladly show other people that Great. mug. <laughs> I've already made it. I'm just kidding, but I will make it. <laughs> Jessica. You know what? It's interesting that you said that, Beth, because I have a coworker that I'm really close with. And she got a mammogram. She turned, she turned 40. She got a mammogram. Her grandmother passed away from breast cancer and they found two lumps. Oh, oh. and they just said it's, you know, it's inconclusive. It could be nothing, but we are going to get, you know, test it. And so for yeah. her, you know, I kind of told her there's two ways you can look at this. One, you can spiral. And that's what most people do. They go down Google, Google drive and they just spiral. You know, the second thing is Google just drive. know they've caught it right now and they are visible. They can potentially remove it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's, there's always different ways that you can look at situations. And yeah. I think the best way to look at things obviously is look at the positive in things or look at, you know, I mean, honestly, it's really just the positive parts there's of Jason right. for that. It's called look for the good. Yeah. Here's my whole dumb logic on the whole thing. Um, My dad has two sisters. I have two aunts who are older than 55, which is when their mom passed away. And as far as I know, they're healthy and don't have breast cancer. But in my crazy spiraling brain, I'm like, what if the breast cancer skips a generation? (gasps) Um, yeah <laughs> you know yeah anyway right fine there's like, nothing to worry about until there's something to worry about so right and then exactly. when that comes up there's always a there's always a plan there's always a next step and there's always a solution and we have to be receptive to what those solutions are and trust the people that have been medically trained to right. help with that you know and so right um but yeah, yeah. so i guess uh, her name is Melissa. If you guys could pray for her, that would be awesome. Uh, she's not necessarily like a believer. I think if she were to think who Jesus was, she would think it'd be like Britney Spears. That's kind of where she's at. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I wanted to mention was uh, Veterans Day is on Friday. And uh, it never fails that every Veterans Day I get emotional because I have lost people to a suicide that I've served with. And it's very emotional because I, um, you know, I think there's such camaraderie around the veteran community. And it's one of the reasons why I'm such a strong and firm advocate for mental health, uh, specifically within the veteran community. Um, And so for those that are veterans and maybe struggle with, uh, you know, thoughts that you don't like, uh, you know, there are always resources available. And uh, if you know who I am at the church and you are a veteran and um, I could pray for you, I would be more than happy to do that with you at church on Sunday. Um, But it's just, uh, you know, I'm grateful that I am a veteran, but uh, if you are like me, where you always wish that you, you wish you could have done more uh, with your time in service, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. And so, like I said, a lot of emotions end up, uh, on, on veterans day for me. And so I think if, if everybody could pray for all of the veterans on veterans day, I would really appreciate that in terms of 
utilizing uh, the momentum of prayer that, that we've learned about with, with Pastor Jim on Sunday. So Yes, absolutely, Jessica. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I, um, it's really good. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited, Don, that you were able to join us this week. Thank you. Yes. Very much. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Don. It's, it's been an absolute honor. Wonderful. And, you know, we appreciate you being one of, uh, one of the Methodists to the madness. In this world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's out. Beth, you want to take it away? Otherwise, I'm going to be really awkward. Stopping by. Yes, thank you. From different places, we all have different names. No matter what life brings us, Jesus is the same. We're just your Methodist to the madness. Methodist to the madness.